Well, good morning, my friend. Welcome to the Pastors Podcast this Monday morning as we start out Thanksgiving week. Hope you had a wonderful day in church yesterday. We had a wonderful day at Maranatha Baptist Church. Um, a lot of people were dealing with sickness, but yet the house of God was full. And um, exciting to see it filled. Many visitors in attendance. Nothing special going on, just church. Great services yesterday morning, last night. It was exciting to see. What God did in the services yesterday, people say, people baptized, altars filled in both services, talked about relationships in both of the services. If you want to listen to the sermons, you can go to my YouTube channel and you can see them there um, under, the, under the YouTube channel or to the church website and go under the media there and you can listen to all my sermons there as well. But you will enjoy yesterday's will be a help to you in all of your relationships. I would encourage you to do that. Let me, if I can now today, I want to talk about um, something that I think a lot of people don't think about with their decisions. That is, there is another generation. In 2 Kings chapter 20 and verse 19, Scripture says, Then said Hezekiah unto Isaiah, Good is the word of the Lord, which thou hast spoken. And he said, Is it not good if peace and truth be in my days? Now, one of the most selfish statements I've ever re I've read in the Scriptures is made by Hezekiah, when he said, is it not good if peace and truth be in my days? Hezekiah was not worried about how his actions affected the next generation. But can I tell you, there is another generation. Um, he was only concerned with the peace and truth being in his day. He didn't care that his decisions and actions would adversely affect his children and grandchildren for years to come. He was only concerned with his comfort and his pleasure. We live in times, my friend, when many make decisions without a concern about how these decisions are going to affect the next generation. Politicians pass bills that affect the immediate without a concern about how that bill that they pass will affect the next generation. Preachers are leading their congregations with a mindset for the immediate without thinking about how their decisions affect the next generation. Parents live their lives for their own pleasure without thinking about how their lifestyle affects their children and grandchildren. Now, there is another generation that's going to have to live with the consequences of your decisions. A terrible mindset is only to be concerned with what your actions do for this generation and not the next. To live with only a concern of how your decisions and lifestyle affect you, it's selfish, it's devilish, because there's another generation that follows us. And we, and, and they have to live with the consequences of our decisions. Now I want to give you a couple of thoughts about this, this truth that, that ought to sober us up a little bit. First, the consequences of sin often affect several generations. Just because you want to do wrong does not mean that it only affects your life. I often say that the fingers of sin reach deeper than what you thought they would ever reach. And they hurt many more people than you thought they would ever hurt. Before you choose to stop going to church, before you choose to stop serving God, before you choose to start living your own lifestyle, 
Before you choose to commit sin, you should think about how those decisions will affect your life, will affect another generation. We often don't think, we often don't know how many we influence until we see the hurt that finger sins reach to. Many would undo the sin had they, know, had they known beforehand how far sin's fingers had reached. But you only find this out after you've sinned. So you've got to be careful because your sin does affect many generations. Second, the ramifications of every decision affects gen many generations to come. Many times what you, what you want to do is not bad for this generation, but it's bad because the next generation will take it further than where you took it. For instance, I only allow in our church a piano and organ to use for our church music because I, I believe I have a better chance of the next generation not taking our music of our church the wrong way with, with just these two instruments. Now, that does not mean that other instruments are bad. I know churches that have an orchestra. I, I, they can have it. I don't think it's a sinful thing. But I don't do that. You say, why? Because I don't know, because what happens if the next guy after me says, well, let's, let's just kind of tweak this orchestra and let's take this music a little bit different direction. Now, but, but I don't want to start the change. See, once I start adding, the next generation never stops. So why change what we have? You've got to think about where the next generation will take your decisions. It's always better to err on being more conservative with your decisions so that if the next generation moves, your, moves from your decision, they don't move into sin. You see, I could take this little thought right here, and I, I, there's a lot of things I do in my church. For instance, I, we, have, we do have screens in our church, but it's only a static screen. Nothing changed. It just shows the theme for the year. I don't put notes on it. I don't put songs on it, and I don't ever plan on it. You say, why? Because I can't, I can't control where the next guy's going to take it. So because of that, I keep it where it is right now. You see, there's nothing wrong with the screen, but there's a lot of churches that are just, they're getting people used to sitting at home watching a screen, and they're destroying, they're destroying the next generation of, 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 of people because they're watching a screen, and then they're going to say, what's the difference? I can stay at home and watch it. I think of a lot of these churches that now the pastor is at one church and he preaches across the screen to several other congregations. You know what they're doing? They're training people to stay home. Then they're training the next generation, not even to watch that. Because, and listen to me, I know that I might sound like a T-Rex dinosaur, but I'm telling you, there are so many people that don't get this thing. Somewhere, we got to stop, ladies and gentlemen. This thing of changing is killing the next generation. These guys who who pull back on their bus ministry and pull back on their soul winning and only do it every great once in a while. The next generation is not going to even do it. Okay, so you don't want to do it, but what about the next generation? Listen, somewhere there's, there's got to be something inside of our Christian character that says we do right, not because it feels good, not because we always want to. We do it because it's right. Somewhere you got to have a people that just choose to say, I'm going to do right no matter what. We may not be able to stop the movement towards compromise and sin by future generations, but we can slow it down by making sure that we keep a great distance ourselves from compromise and sin with our present decisions. Now, if you live with the mindset that the next generation is going to take your decision further than where you've taken it, 
you will hopefully, that will hopefully keep you on guard with every decision you make that you don't let your decision move you closer to compromise and sin. Stand true. Don't change. Let's do right. It's worked for decades and it'll continue to work now. Let's not change what we know is the right thing to do. Well, my friend, I hope this is a help to you today. Now, let's remember today, be good to everyone. Everyone's having a tough time. Have a great day, my friend.